You're listening to the Cyboss Quality of Mind podcast series. We've teamed up with the Pragma Group to help you learn more about the human mind. Their teaching enables you to significantly improve your well-being and performance. In this podcast, we're going to talk to you about the myth of confidence. And we are going to fundamentally challenge your view of what you think confidence is. We see a lot of challenges that people have around confidence. One example of this is what we would call the confidence lag. And the confidence lag in a career is that confidence comes one step behind the actual role that you're in. You get promoted into a new role and you think, oh, wow, I've, I've, got, to, I've got to master this role. I've got to prove to people that I can do it. And when, I, when I've done that, I'll be confident and then all will be well. And then guess what? You get promoted again and you get promoted to the next role where you don't have confidence in your ability. You see, people are caught up in the misunderstanding that confidence comes from experience. Another thing that we see is the imposter syndrome. You may be familiar with it as a term. You may have experienced feeling like an imposter. So there I am as a director in a company leading a large group of people and And somehow my thinking feels like I'm a fraud. I feel like I'm not worthy of doing the role that I'm in. So let's just start off by looking at where do you have confidence and where don't you? You might have confidence presenting to three people, but not confidence presenting to 3,000 people. You might have confidence speaking on a topic that you know really, really well, but not confidence speaking on a topic that you don't. So the question is, what's the difference? And what's the difference psychologically? We often talk about competence versus confidence. And what we see is that you've got a natural level of competence to do something, like, for example, speaking on a topic that you know well. And yet, confidence comes along and prevents you accessing your competence. And what we want to look at is, well, what actually is confidence? What is it? It's thinking that comes along and it's thinking going wild. And the thinking comes along and says, oh, I don't think I'll be able to do this in front of this person. Or what if they start criticizing me? It clouds the mind and it prevents you from accessing your competence. We even have thinking about the word confidence. You see, thought comes along and creates confidence to be something. The myth of confidence is that confidence doesn't actually exist. It's not a thing. It's only a thing created by the mind. So in a certain situation, you may say to yourself, well, yeah, I've got confidence. I've got confidence. I can do this. And in the moment that we say that to ourselves, we relax We access a certain state of being, a certain potential. We access our competence to be good and effective in that moment. And then the very next moment, we say, oh, no, 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 I I can't do this. I don't have confidence. And in the moment that we do that, well, guess what happens is it, it totally impacts our whole being. It totally impacts how we feel. And guess what? We walk around differently. We talk differently. And... Lo and behold, we don't access the very capability that we do have. And I think this myth of confidence actually starts 
very young. An example that comes to mind for me is my my eight-year-old son who just the other day came home and said to me, Mummy, I need to have some special lessons at school to learn how to be confident with maths because I'm not confident with maths. And one of my friends is having some lessons on how to be confident with maths and I think I, I need that too. So very innocently from a very young age, we're taught the label and the concept of confidence and, and it gets perpetuated. Really, all confidence is, is a thought and a feeling state. So when I have some thinking that possibly doesn't feel great, I then attach a label to that and then it almost becomes like a narrative and a story that we live in. And as time goes on, what we find ourselves doing is then almost looking for evidence to justify the thinking that we had in the first place. I could say, well, I'm not a very confident speaker and then look back to all the situations that I've had in the past where I was perhaps going to do a presentation and remember the feeling that I had in that moment, the feeling of nervousness, not knowing what was going to say, thinking that I might not be able to get the words out. And because of that feeling, then adding the label to it that says, well, I'm not confident. So speaking is a really, really interesting and simple one because we can all speak. And we can all speak naturally and we can all speak in flow. Whether we're speaking with our, with our partner at home or whether we're speaking with our boss or whether we're speaking to one person or 1,000 people or whether we're speaking publicly on the television or whether we're speaking privately in a room, it's all speaking. The only thing that's changing is our thinking that comes along and creates a different level of importance or basically takes away our power in certain situations to speak rather than others. And as you said, Ren, a thought comes along and over time, it builds up a ridiculous story that we then live within that says, well, I'm no good at public speaking. We're inviting you to look at what stories have you created about yourself that, you've, that you're now living in. The thought that's built up over time and time and time, the thought that started off maybe just as one thought, that before we know it builds up to be a story that you live within that actually is your reality. And you walk around saying, well, I'm not confident at this. I'm not confident at that. I'm no good at this. I'm good at that. And so on and so on. And this is all then a story that prevents you from accessing the natural power you have to be brilliant at different things. So the other thing that I'd like to talk about is I'd just like to look at top sports people for a moment. If we think of Roger Federer playing tennis or a great footballer scoring a penalty or someone kicking a, a drop goal in rugby, it's like when they're actually in the moment of doing what they're doing, when they're in flow, they're actually not thinking. So the flow state that we're looking at here, let's just look at the flow state in a bit more detail. So this flow state is this natural flow, this natural being in the zone state. So we're doing something effortlessly. We're doing it really without thinking much at all. We're doing it naturally. And, and what happens when we, when we get into that state, we're incredibly resourceful. We're incredibly effective at whatever we're doing. Actually, that state is a state of natural confidence, but we're not thinking about trying to be confident. It's just occurring naturally. 
when we're in that natural flow state, confidence doesn't even feature. It, it doesn't exist because in a way, the concept of confidence only really makes sense when we're not in that flow state because then it's something to get or a different way to be. Or a label that we put on after we've been in it to say, oh, wow, I was confident in that moment. So it reminds me of a client that we were working with quite recently who came on one of our um, quality of mind programs. Even during the process of introducing herself, there were behaviours that you could describe as that looked like she didn't have much confidence, you know, so you could hear it in her voice and just the way she held herself. And what I loved was that by the end of the three days, there was just just seeing this huge transformation in her. And when she realised that confidence was not a real thing, it was just a bunch of thinking that she'd been carrying with her over a, a number of years. Instantly, that seemed to really transform her. And even to the level where her voice had changed and confidence just wasn't even a word now in her vocabulary. So actually what we do on our program is we ban the C word. We ban the C word. We would invite you to notice the language that you're using because we. We create our existence, we create how we feel and then how we behave based upon the thinking that we have and the words that we use. So I'd encourage you not to ever use the word confidence. And notice any other words that you're constantly saying to yourself that you're not good at or you're, you're shy or you're introverted or you're this or you're that. All of that then manifests in how you be if you if you live in that myth that you've created. Some people ask on our programs, yes, but what if I don't have much knowledge or skill at what I'm doing? How can I be confident at something where I don't have the knowledge or the skill? How can I be confident when I go into a new role and I don't know the company? I sometimes use the example of me being invited to race against Usain Bolt. If I were invited to race against Usain Bolt next week at the London Stadium, of course I could let my thinking get carried away with me ridiculously. How on earth am I going to uh, race against him? I'm going to lose and so on and so on and so on. Thought gets in the way. I'm not confident. I'm not a good runner, etc., etc. And really what we're talking about in this conversation is how thought gets in the way of my potential. So listen, I might not beat Usain Bolt. I've only got the skills and the knowledge and the experience that I've got to run 100 metres right now. There's all sorts of things that might be useful that would enable me to run quicker, but I've only got what I have got in this moment right now. And the key is for me to show up in those starting blocks and to show up in life, not letting thought getting in the way, being in flow, so that I maximize my potential in every moment that I possibly can. Whereas what we see is we see many people saying, well, I need to go on that course, I need this knowledge, I need more experience before I can be confident or before I can be good. You might like to look at a really young child, like a toddler. What we see in a, in a toddler when they're, they're learning to walk, look at the the wonder of how it occurs, because they haven't got thinking going on like, like an adult. And so what they do is they, they try to get up, 
they stumble, they try to get up, they stumble. Uh, and it's an ongoing process over days of trying to get up and stumbling and falling down. And, and they seem to just do it naturally and they seem to learn naturally. And eventually they get up and they stay up. Now, can you imagine an adult or, or you, if you were trying to learn to walk again, what, what would happen? You'd be like, you'd, you'd try to get up and you'd fall down and you'd be, oh, no, I'm rubbish. I can't do this. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. Everyone's watching me and I've fallen over and so on and so on. And, and thought gets in the way and prevents us from just learning naturally. It destroys us. It destroys us and creates us to, to be ineffective and not access the natural competence that we could access and not access the natural ability to learn and grow and improve at whatever we are doing. And I think the example of young babies and children is great because until they're told about the concept of confidence, it doesn't exist to them. And they just go through life doing whatever they're doing, learning to walk, crawl, walk, whatever it might be, and, and they'll just do it and get on with it. And confidence just doesn't come into the equation. And I would just to like to end by reminding you that you have way more potential to do everything and anything, way more potential to be way more brilliant than you realize. In my earlier life, I did some significant extreme events. I did some ultra marathons across deserts. And I remember reading something about the SAS. And the SAS in the forces say that when, you're, when you feel physically spent, so if I've run 50 miles and I feel absolutely drained and I don't feel that I can walk another step, at that point in time, the SAS say that actually it's just the mind getting in the way and I've only accessed 40% of my physiological capability. And that, for me, is a little reminder of what the mind is doing to our potential in every situation. You have way more potential and capability than your thought is letting you realize. And also to just be aware that within that, there will probably be lots of invisible thinking that's going on for you around confidence that you may not even be aware of. So it might just be that you start to notice a slight reluctance in you to speak to that person or to do this or to not do this. So it's noticing it at that level as well. So you may not be able to necessarily identify with the actual thinking that says, oh, I'm not confident with this, confident with this, or I am confident with that. But it's noticing something in your behaviours as well. That's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, you might also be interested in filling out Pragma's free assessment, the Quality of Mind Indicator, which you can find at www.thepragmagroup.com.